it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Good evening and welcome to the Midweek Fix on the LFC Day Trippers. I'm your host, Keith, and tonight I'm joined by Chris, by Emmett and by Ash. We're going to look ahead to tomorrow's uh, semi-final in the Champions League, first leg between Liverpool and Villarreal. But we're also going to have a quick chat on the first leg of the Man City-Real Madrid for, uh, semi-final, which was tonight. Um, Emmett, we'll start with you. Did you watch the City game and what did you think of it? I was watching that game with one eye in succession with the other, so my eyes are just coming back to normal here. So um, I watched a bit of it. I thought, oh, that's it, City are kind of going to run away with it. But you can never kind of rule Madrid out. And going into the second leg, 4-3, I don't think City can afford to take it lightly, especially going to the Bernabeu. So um, I didn't. I wouldn't be able to pass comment on too much on it because I didn't see too much of it. It was more so just the goals, hop on when when the messages start flying in the WhatsApp, but uh, I'm sure the other lads are watching it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good I started with you, so Emmy. Chris, <laughs> did you watch the match? No, I didn't watch it. What did you make of it? Give us a, I didn't watch it either, I just put my hands up. So. <laughs> it was a mental game. Um, the first half was a bit like uh, our game at the Etihad. City, look, it just... 2 0 up in about 10 minutes, and you thought, fuck's sake, they're going to blow these away and have like a, a cushy tap, a, a cushy second leg. But they kept Madrid just, they just won't go away. They keep, you know, the, they just kept finding their way. You know, Benzema makes it 2 1, really good finish. And City gains 3 1 up uh, with 38 year old Fernandinho up right back. And then within a minute, Vinicius tear passing 3 2. Bernardo, Bernardo Silva scores a goal because the keeper decides to duck. It's a good hit, like, but the keeper ducks, which is great. Uh, and then, just to add to it, 10 minutes to go, Benzema with balls of steel just penenkers it down the middle. So, all in all, it was a good game. Um, Madrid would be more happy than City, I would say, because City had the chances to put six past Madrid comfortably, maybe more. Uh, but Madrid just kept themselves in the tie, kept themselves in the tie. And you do wonder with City and what they're like in Europe at times, will that play on the mind? You know, it's only a one-goal lead, so... 
They can't really take the foot off the gas. And, you know, look at the bench there. There weren't as many options on the bench as I was expecting for City, to be honest. They, they still have Greeley, still have Gundogan, but there's an awful lot of kids on that City bench, more than I was expecting. And, you know, City's injury crisis of Walker and Cancelo be suspended. Don't know, maybe a bit more of it than what they should have done. I mean, Stones went off injury, which is a bit of a shame, but Edison, both keepers there weren't great. Um, Edison tried to repeat what uh, Stefan did a couple of times, nearly got caught. But both keepers, one on one, they were just terrible. So good, good entertaining game. Like, you know, look, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'd rather Madrid go through the city. I just can't be asked playing English sides. So, you know, if, if we get past Villarreal, I'd rather play uh, Real Madrid. Okay. Well, I mean, I had it taped, so there's no point in watching it now. Um, there you go. <laughs> well, don't, don't ask that. I'm only messing. I wouldn't watch it if it was being played in my back garden. Ash, welcome back. Um, good to have you on. Uh, did you watch the match and what did you make of it? I didn't know. I was flicking in and out of the game, um, keeping an eye on it, obviously, with a view of who we might get in the final. Again, I was saying to Chris before we come on, Look good going forward, but defensively, both teams look so frail. I wouldn't have no issues playing against any of these two in the final, to be fair. Um, the quality we've got and what they had to offer tonight, I haven't got, got any issue. I'd rather play Real Madrid. I think we owe one over the last few years in the Champions League, you know, in the final and the, in the quarters. Um, yeah, I don't want to play Man City again, as Chris was saying. I think they're, they, they're due a win at some point in the season against us, you know, laws of averages and things like that. So I'd rather not not go down that route again. Good game, seven goals, you can't complain. And like I said, I think it was, if it stayed at 4-2, then I think Man City could uh, take the foot off the gas a little bit ahead of next week. But having that extra goal from Madrid certainly keeps them in the tie and keeps it a bit more interesting. Indeed, I mean, people would say, oh, we're too cocky looking ahead to a final when we have a semi-final coming up ourselves. But look, we're a, we're a fan channel at Liverpool, so we're going to talk about Liverpool now in the next few minutes. But um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be worried about playing any team, you know, and Liverpool on their day are as good as anybody in the world. And it's when we're not on our day that we get caught. It's when we're not on our day that Madrid gave us a spanking last year. Um, it's when we're not on our day that... We're giving City leads and head starts uh, or momentum in games and having to claw them back. But overall, I think, you know, whoever we play, if we get past, and put it this way, I'm more worried about a two-legged toy against Villarreal than I would be against a one-off game with Real Madrid or Man City. And that might sound a bit ridiculous, but you've all touched on it there. Again, I didn't watch the match tonight, but... You know, you're getting alerts and you're getting WhatsApp notifications and, and following some of the stuff online. It did seem like shambolic defending um, and City were actually, you know, unlucky not to be six or seven up a half time. But, you know, at the end of the day, they, whatever they do, they do. I'm just happy as the lads have touched on there that City didn't get to run up a three or four goal lead, even a two goal lead, and then be comfortable at the weekend because you want them, you want leads to put them under a bit of pressure, but City to still have one eye on the return leg there. So look, I suppose it couldn't have gone much better. The reality is 
City probably always likely to win, but when they go into a two-goal lead that early and got pegged back, psychologically it is going to be in their heads and in their minds. But look, as this again, I'll say this again a hundred times, I do not give a show you who we play if we get to the final. Once we get to the final, the fear factor kicks in, but you don't want to lose. Listen, you have to be there, you know what I mean? I'd rather be in the big ones than worrying about losing. So, we'll move on from them tonight. Uh, Tomorrow night, Liverpool play Villarreal. Uh, I'm I'm not going to say I'm worried about it, but I expect Liverpool should have enough. But this is the type of toy, Chris, that I fucking hate because Villarreal are an excellent team, but people judge them on their name and not being a big, big team. These are a good side. And I'm worried about the tactics. They've got a great manager, despite what people would say based on his time at Arsenal. They have a great manager who knows what to do in European <clears> knockout <throat> competitions. And these are going to be tricky. Yeah, they're like Atletico. They're, they're the sort of side that Liverpool hate playing against. And in terms of Embry, what he's really good at is getting unfancied, sometimes perceived average sides to European finals and European semifinals. He did it three times with Seville. You know, Villarreal, no one fancies them probably to get out the group. You know, so they got them to a semi-final. And he got Arsenal to a European final, which, let's be fair, doesn't happen very often for Arsenal. It's just that they were crap anyway. So, you know, they, they focus on the fact they lost the final. They did well to get there with him. So, he's a good manager. But um, in looking back, the Everton game might have been a bit of a, a good blueprint for us. Because uh, they're going to be very similar to Everton. Obviously, much better players. But it's that game plan. And it's, you know... Saying to Marnie, don't start sticking your finger in people's faces. Don't fall for those sort of silly, silly notions. But look, they've got some good players though. Pau Torres is an excellent centre back. Um, how much longer he'll stay in Spain, um, I don't know. Because I think he, I think he could play in England. I think he'd, he'd be a good player. Um, Dan Juma, good player. Moreno will be missing to, uh, a big help for us. And the guy in centre mid, who's Pardo. That's it. I knew, I knew. I'd, Bastardize his name. Yeah, he is the key, though. <laughs> he is brilliant on the ball. Really, really good. Really dangerous. But they've also got players you could target. You know, Foyth, who wasn't great at. I like him. I don't rate him at all. He's Argentinian. I like all Argentinians. Yeah. La Celso, you're South like American. <laughs> Another yeah, Argentinian. Celso. Big fan. Also, shit at Tottenham. Uh, there's, a, there's a theme here. Uh, Cockerland, shit at Arsenal. And Capu. Shit yeah. at Tottenham, was he at Tottenham? Shit at Tottenham. There's like yeah, a top, yeah, there's a Tottenham, there's a very Tottenham North London link there. So, look, I think over two legs, we should be getting past these, but I'm not expecting it to be like, you know, silly scores or anything like that. It's going to be tight. And I just, I'd like to go there, there the way, like with a two goal gap, but that's going to be a bit of an, I think that's going to be tough to do. But I'll be going the game. So, fingers crossed, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to actually see us win a European semi final on there. Well, there you go. Bolster bragging. Ash, are you going to the game? Are you? I'm not going to the game. I just said nice was the fact that he's he's lucky enough to go to the semi-finals. Yeah, I know. I like us. He deserves it. You know, he deserves it. He puts in all the graft. Um, (laughs) But Ash, you know, Villarreal, they're a tough team. Are you worried? Do you agree with Chris that we do probably need to run up a, a couple of goal lead going into the second leg or do you would you be would you be happy with any result that comes out once we're on the positive side of it tomorrow it reminds me a little bit of when we played Roma a few years ago you know wasn't expected to be in the semi-finals got there because obviously they're a good season again typically not a big team so you expect Liverpool to go out and win but 
at the same time, you've got to be cautious because Villarreal are there for a reason. You can't underestimate them. Again, as Chris was saying, they've got good, good players. On paper, you would think we'd go there at Anfield tomorrow, get three, maybe four, settle the time. That's it, job done. But you, you can't take anything for granted, even in the semi-finals. I would happily take a 2-0 tomorrow, go to Villarreal next week, and then that's it. I'll take a 1-0. I don't, I don't care. As long as we win, I think we've still got enough to, to go over there next week and complete the job. But Sorry, as a Liverpool fan... Sorry. Sorry, I'm laughing. Sorry, I'm laughing at Red Steve's comments. Getting me going. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. one for you, Keith. Brentford are uh, an extremely well-oiled machine, continental. And in case I didn't mention it, I actually seen them live um, not too long like? ago. Was it like seeing Ivan Tony? Were you made up? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Very good. I get too much stick over that. Uh, Brentford. That was my son's first game, bringing me me boy to his first game. It meant a lot. Fuck you all. I don't care. <laughs> uh, talk about it. I've been to a lot worse than that. Let me tell you. Yeah, me, um, me, me too. Me too. Yeah. But no, look, joking aside, you know, I don't mind a little bit of crack. That's fine. Um, but yeah, sorry, Ash, where were we before Chris so rudely interrupted? That's all right. Um, I'll be quiet. Um, like I said, I'll happy to take a 1 0 if it, I still believe. No matter what the result is, I've got enough confidence in the team that we'll go over there and finish the job next week. But it's not going to be it's not going to be easy, no matter what. They're there for a reason, Villarreal. So yeah. take it as it comes. Exactly, exactly. Emmy, Villarreal, uh, are you worried? <clears throat> I'd like to have a time machine because when, when the draw came out, I was absolutely delighted. Then I think I was on this last week and Chris and Kev started talking about Villarreal and I was like, oh, thank God they know something about them because I know nothing about them. Then Gav messaged me this morning and said, are you around tonight? I said, yeah. He said, preview of the Villarreal game. I said, well, I better get studying because I know all. So I went what's and the, I looked. What's the population of uh, Villarreal? <laughs> no, I think it's only 50,000 or something, isn't it? The population it's tiny, of Villarreal. Yeah, it's tiny, yeah. Um, but then I looked at some of the stats and I was like, oh, shit, hang on. <laughs> So, um, yeah, um, I do, like like the others, I think we will have enough, but I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as easy as I thought it was going to be. Uh, like Chris said, they are a bit of a atletico. They'll sit back and try and uh, uh, get you on the break. They have got pace. I think not like Everton on one wing, they probably have it on both wings. Um, and they run an awful lot as well, which I was actually surprised when I looked. They've actually, on average, per game, run more than we have in the Champions League this year. So that was the first one that kind of jumped out at me. Um, yeah, like um, Ash said, they're there for a reason. They've had some great luck. I mean, Bayern Munich and Juventus, they've not do. Um, and we also have to remember that in 2005, we were the Villarreal. So um, I think, look, the, the lads will have their homework done on them. Klopp will set them up well. I think we're going to have enough. I think we'll probably win by two goals tomorrow. I'm not giving me predictions just yet, just uh, two goals. And um, and uh, hopefully take a little bit of pressure off with Saturday. I know it's a quick turnaround with the Newcastle game. Maybe rest a few and then just have that little bit of breathing space going into the, to the, the second leg. But... Um, I'm a little bit more nervous now than I was before, but I, I reckon we'll still get over the line. Yeah, I mean, people might accuse us of being oh, too cautious and it's only Villarreal. And I hope 
the players we know won't have that attitude. But you know, I don't want the, the Liverpool fan base to get too swept up. You know, I'm going to predict we're going to beat them like four 0 But I always predict things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality you do. is, you do the, the reality is like these are going to be a good team because if I don't know what their injury and suspension situation might be at the moment, but you're probably looking at Geronimo Rulli and goal. You're going to see Pell Torres and Raul Albiol at the back. You'll have, um, oh geez, I don't know who the fullbacks are. One fight on the right, and then the left is Estrup. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Peru, uh, the Ecuadorian fella. Um, and he's a good player as well. He's, he's in because uh, Albi Moreno's unfortunately not going to be there. But their midfield, it's this is where the Atletico team comes in. I think you're going to have four central midfield players playing across a, a four man midfield. So they usually have Lo Celso and surprisingly Coquelin on the wing and mm. Capoue and Pareco in the middle. Now, Pareco is a great player. He has been, he's a brilliant player. They got him on an absolute steal off Valencia. I think it could have been free because mm. Valencia had to clear their decks and they went and took him off there. He's a playmaker. He's going to love being on the ball. Um, and it's vital that we don't give him the time on the ball. Now, up front, Gerard Moreno was going to be a huge loss. Absolutely vital. He's got the know-how when he gets the goals. They will have... I don't know who they're going to play up there now. It's the former Barcelona. Is it Chukwesi and Danjuma, isn't it? I'd imagine. No, well, uh, and Danjuma would be two wingers, so they're going to have to have a forward because he played 4-4-2, four, four, don't they? So who's oh. the... Oh, it's the guy who's played for Madrid. Uh, Barcelona, sorry. Uh, let me go. Yeah, they played 4 4 2. Oh, Paco Alcazar. Paco Alcazar. He's a different player to Moreno. He doesn't link as well, but he's a poacher. Yeah, yeah he's so, a poacher, but, you know, I, I, I'm glad it's not Moreno. Put it that no, way. He's much, I, I think he's it will player. be It will be him plus one of Dan Juma and Chuck Wazy. And I think it'll be Dan Juma. Chuck Wazy will be a player that they'll bring on. Oh, um, oh. You know, it, on paper, it's not a strong team. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's you don't have anything to worry about. But the reality is, they're going to be a good team because Unai Emery, good evening. Do you know what I mean? He, he gets so much abuse and gets so much stick because he didn't have the language down to a T. Do you know what I mean? I gave him stick. Everyone gave him stick. Yeah. He's excellent. These are the defending UEFA Cup holders, aren't they? One for yeah, the yeah. kids there. The UEFA Cup is a, an old tournament that's now called the... Europa League one for the have a Google go on to Wikipedia about it great great days of the UEFA Cup it's much better as the UEFA Cup though I love the UEFA Cup yeah I love the UEFA Cup Um, but he's even though Emery has won that I don't know what four times yeah he's got he's got one in front of us as well though didn't he when they beat us in the final of the UEFA Cup yeah and battered us let's be clear second Second half half, absolutely battered us we were absolute gig second half hasn't beaten us since though no, and we are a different beast than what we were. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so I'm not um I'm not gonna base me me prediction uh on the fact that they beat us once four or five years ago. But they're gonna be a good team, they're gonna be a tough team, they're gonna be a hard team to break down. The reality is we're a strong team with plenty of options, and we should really have enough, shouldn't we? So I mean I'm going to pick Pareko as their danger man, right? Because, as I said, he's going to be a ball player. He's going to be the one that gets on the ball and knits everything. Have any of you got any other players that you think need to be watched? Or Dan Juma's probably the one, isn't he? He's the exciting forward. You'd think he was at Bournemouth, was it two years ago? Yeah, linked with us, wasn't he? Yeah, he was linked with us. You can see why. He's a, he's a 
talented guy. You know, a people forget a top scorer in the Champions League as well. Yeah, people yeah. forget that Villarreal used to be a they used to be a staple of the Champions League. It used to always be a right ball like in the early two thousands going to Villarreal. I think I Arsenal beat them in the their last semi final in two thousand and six. I think it was. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They knocked the Evite as well, didn't they, in the uh, qualifiers? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're a horrible side. They're a horrible side to play. I think <laughs> we've luckily only ever played them twice, and that was in the Europa League in 2016. That's the only time we played them. So, uh, but we yeah, had, I think. We had mm, one 3 1, didn't we, I think? That's the one, yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Dan Juma's the danger man for them. He's just pace and look, he's not afraid for a shot either. So it'd be interesting to see if who we play centre back, whether we go with Matip or we bring the pace of Karate back in. Well, and, and that is a question, Emma, isn't it? You know, like Dan Juma does play out to the to that side where Trent is, and we all know well, Trent is brilliant. I love Trent, but he leaves gaps in there behind. And are you going to have to look at Canate's pace, or is that too not insulting on Matip? But Matip's know-how might be enough there, you know, to in an inexperienced um, team in Villarreal. So. Can you see Liverpool maybe looking at that side as a threat, or do we just look at our own, take care of our own business, and not really? Yeah, look, I think anytime Canate has come in, he's always covered Trent really well with his pace. Um, like you might even see something mental like Gomez playing right back because of pace as well and defending now, not, not suggesting that he has more now how than Trent. I'm not falling into that trap, um, but um. Yeah, they, they will. I, I would imagine because they're going to look to play on the break and they have got fast lads on the wings, they're going to look to aim for that space that Robbo and Trent actually leave as they push forward. Um, most teams do. Um, but I think Canate probably has more of the power and pace to actually cover Trent on that side than maybe Matip has. Um, but look, we've said it loads of times before. The team comes out and it's either Mata or Kanate. We're not going to be too pushed. But I, I think he, I think he goes Kanate tomorrow, personally. Yeah, and that's that's a luxury that we have at the moment, Ash, isn't it? That you know, in in times gone by, we've been nearly patching together the team and hoping for the best. But now we've got genuine, genuine options. Look, Trent is going to play. We know that. I get what Emmett is saying. But genuinely could switch up the centre-backs. Genuinely, you know, people won't like to hear it, but you could have Henderson in there to help Trent out in the midfield. You know, there's so many options that we can throw at these now. We're in a good place, you know, but we just have to take it serious and not be complacent. I completely agree, mate. I think you look back what happened 12 months ago and we were all scratching our asses trying to get two central defenders together. And now all of a sudden, we've got options left, right and centre. And... Like I said, it's the luxury we've now got. Um, Trent's Trent's a given. He's going to be playing tomorrow. No way on earth would he not play. Um, again, Robbo, without a doubt. But then, would anyone have too many complaints if Simakas come in? Probably not. You know, he's always done always done a good job when he's coming. But Robbo's Robbo. He's going to he's going to be picked, isn't he? 
I would, I would second what Emmett said. I will go with Kanate. Simple reason is his pace. Um, that's no disrespect to, to Big Joel, but he's got the power, he's got the pace. And I don't know if I don't know if this is right or not, but has Kanate played more Champions League games than Massive this season? Uh, I'll tell you now, I have it here in front of me. He uh, he started five and Matip has started seven. All oh, right, sorry. I always seem like Kanati seems to be always in the Champions League squad, but <laughs> the Matip's always in the Prem. But um, I would play Kanati, like like I said, and I think two and two in the last uh, Champions League game as well, Kanati. So I won't mind getting him get back on his bonds again tomorrow. That'd be nice. Um, but like I said, I don't think any of us can complain whoever he picks in, the, in that team. We're just absolutely riddled with talent and options and whoever he picks tomorrow, bring it on. I haven't got no complaints at all. Indeed, indeed. Chris, we're looking at um, Liverpool in the business end of the season now. So we've got a semi-final of a Champions League to come. We've got a, an important game about Newcastle with Newcastle. And we'll talk about that one in a few mm. minutes as well and the repercussions on, on that. It's all coming thick and fast. Do you know what I mean? It, it's all coming thick and fast now. And we just said about City, you know, not being able to take that away off the ball by getting their result tomorrow. Uh, do Liverpool have to do this? Do, like, do Liverpool need to get a comfortable win tomorrow night to be able to look at Newcastle? Or do you think Klopp has a plan set down now that Villarreal, even if we draw this, for example, on the weekend, we're going to play Simakas, we're going to, you know, he's going to sort of plot his squads no matter what happens. Or do you think it's sort of each game as it comes and see how we get on in this one before he looks to the next one? I think he's got his squad already planned out for Newcastle. I, um, I do wonder if he, if he, I think if he sees the opportunity to win it in the first leg, he will do, because then he can then go right. We can probably mix up a little bit more than we, we can mix up a bit less against Newcastle. But I can see the Newcastle game having five to six changes, which is good, which I'm sure when it comes out to social media, everyone's going to lose the the shit because that's the dumb thing you do now when the team comes out. But at some point you're going to have to rotate. Uh, but it's who we can rotate though because the two players I I thought would come in would be for me would be. Uh, Bobby and Simicast at the weekend, but both are apparently absent from training, so that might be we're not, we're not going to go to do it. I'm just quite looking forward to go to a uh, European Cup semi final, and we have got Ben Woodburn on the bench. I think it's the first time ever we've not had Ben Woodburn on the bench, yeah. which used which is the state we used to always be in these semi finals. You're going, it was you know we were trying to talk up um, Brewster against Barcelona last time. You know he might yeah. come on and win it for us, and the, the lad never played. That's whereas now you, whereas now we look at the bench going. Well, we might have to throw in Jota and Origi if we need a goal. It's yeah. just a di- it, it's a different world in twelve I, months. Well, I was are. looking at the the I think it was the nineteen eighty one European Cup semi final with Liverpool and Bayern and Ben Woodward mm. sneaking on the end of the bench <laughs> as well. There. So I, I, I take your point. I think no, but it, it is a good point because the thing about Liverpool now is the options are there, and no matter what way we go with this, you know, you you've got a forward. Let's take it that Bobby isn't available. We've got forwards that are going to miss out, that are going to be hungry to come on, that can impact the game. We're going to have a midfielder, one of four, I would say, who have now sort of placed themselves as the the first choices, the other sort of coming in here and there. So someone is going to be on the bench. 
the squad is being used now, and I don't know. Was it yourself, Chris, that said about Man City's City's bench tonight was just mm. full of kids, and you know it, uh, we won't be in that situation other than yeah. by choice, and it's 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 mm. not a bad place to be. I mean, listen, they still have you know the first four subs they have are regular first series. You know, you can even just your Sterling, so that. But beyond that, you were going. Yeah, it was quite deep with kids, which is to be honest, City have not had that for a while. Normally, City, you're looking at going like. You know, it's like a someone of the type of Mares, you know, an equivalent. He sat on the bench and doesn't even get on the pitch. Whereas at the moment, I think they're just look like all squads, they're probably just going for that little bit of an evolution. You know, I've no doubt they'll probably address that in the summer. They normally do. Uh but yeah, I'm looking forward to this because um it's been the only thing I would say is it's a really low key build up for a Champions League semi final. And I think that's just because we're in so many competitions now. I think as fans you can't really look too far ahead because you're like What's the point? Look at Champions League because we need to be United yeah. first. We need to be Everton. Whereas, I suppose in the, the other Champions League, some of the other Champions League semi-finals, there's been a bit of a nicer build-up because you're going like, well, there's not as much excitement to play for. So you actually really focus on it because it's like, that's what I'm looking forward to. Whereas, to me, the Newcastle game is just as scary as the Villarreal game at the moment because you're like, can't afford dropping anything. So it's quite nice. But it's, I, must, I must say, this is far more fun than the old race for fourth, which was stressful and dull. This is... Brilliant, you know. I'll take I'll take this every 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 season. Being at this end of the season, you know, a bit bit of jeopardy. It's great. Yeah, but Emmett, you know it's clear, a, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you're in a good position when it's like, oh yeah, it's a semi final of the Champions League. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, um, I know. I know that sounds incredibly arrogant, but you know what I mean. It's, no, it's no, no, like, no. Like, I, I feel exactly the same. It's like exactly like you said. There's so much to concentrate on that you kind of nearly forget about the next one. So, um, yeah, look, and it, come here, it's the last night under the lights in Champions League in Anfield this season. Yeah. So you've seen wait. a few calls on Twitter from people saying, look, let's make it loud and let's make a racket. It's the last one you're going to see this season. So, look, I wouldn't, want to be, I wouldn't want to be Villarreal. I wouldn't want to be any team going to Anfield and in Champions League. Like, so. And that's a key thing, isn't it? Like, I think the crowd need to play their part because you can... You, you don't tend to win a game in the first leg, but teams have gone to Anfield, ideally in the second leg. But even in the first leg of games, Roma, for example, someone mentioned earlier, mm. you know, and you can really be unsettled and really the Liverpool and Man City are another one can take a game away from you very quickly and a raucous crowd can help that, can't they, Emma? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I where we go, we were uh, sorry the, the the last Benfica. When I turned it on and I saw the crowd and I was like, oh, my God. Like, do you know what I mean? And the noise of them and they thought, oh, I hope this doesn't get to the players. Like, But it can't like it can get – it didn't get to theirs, obviously. Mm. But it can get to the players. And it's – look, we have the unfortunate thing where we have to go to them second. Ideally, we like to have uh, Anfield leg second. But I've no doubt in my mind, even though they have only 50,000 people <laughs> in the city – I would say 99% of them probably be at the game and making as much noise and trying to make it as hostile an environment as possible for when we wrap up next week. Um, but yeah, definitely. It's 12th man. It's where the saying comes from. Like, do you know what I mean? I thought you were going to say you can't win a game in the first leg, but you can. some teams have lost them in the first yeah. leg. Very true. Uh, Did you say VPN there? <laughs> it's funny you should mention that. I get a lot of stick from me. What a segue. I get a lot of stick from the uh, IP Vanish uh, read through. Not a, sorry, ad lib. Um, 
Uh, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it tonight. I'm just going to say, you know, look, we all know what VPNs do. We all know your search, your browse. You might be looking at the dirty stuff, whatever. It's not hidden away. It's still all your data is tracked. Your information is still there. You know, if you want to keep it away from the the baddies online, get yourself a VPN. And if you're going for a VPN, go for IP Vanish. IP Vanish uh, are offering a 70%. Um, in, sorry, an incredible 70% off the yearly plan to our listeners or a 30-day money-back guarantee. I did read that, but that's like getting nine months for free, <laughs> which is brilliant. And you can't go wrong with that. And look, IP Vanish, a lot of people have VPNs and things like that, so we all know what they are. They're easy to use. They're, they're important in this day and age. And people that may not know, you know, I don't need this, I don't need that. If you're online and you're doing a lot of stuff online, I'm only joking about all the dirty stuff around, but shopping and things like that, like your information is going all over the place and it's good to try and have as much control on it as you can. So if you're in the market for a VPN or you have a VPN, you're looking to change it up, give IP Vanish a, a, a go. Um, like I said, 70% off our yearly plan. You'll find the details. So go to ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers exclusive offer uh, and the link's also in the show description so I won't read the whole thing out today we'll leave it at that I think I've done well there I'm not going to lie great salesman there Keith great salesman I enjoyed my segue into that <laughs> I think I sold it well but now seriously IP Vanish get on them give them a go where were we oh yeah VPNs uh, <laughs> uh, atmospheres no. atmospheres atmosphere is key because you know, we've looked, we've seen teams now. Villarreal do have an excellent atmosphere in their place as well. You know, so it's not like we're going to have this atmosphere and we can kill them. They're going to be used to volatile uh, environments, hostility, things like that. But we really have to have to really put a marker down on them. Now we played them a few years ago in the Europa League. It's a different team. It's a totally different. Um, group of players, manager, blah, blah, blah. And he came in quite arrogant and confident into that. But they're going to come in tomorrow night. They're going to set their stall out. They're going to be defensive. They're going to sit back. They're going to try and grind out as much as they can. I'm going to ask you, uh, we've a few, it's still a good bit to go on the show. But I'm going to ask you for you our predicted lineups, okay? Um, we're going to go through who we think will play and what system or what way we're going to attack this game. So, Chris, I'm going to start with you. Say that. All right, do you know? Do you want a minute? Do you want a minute? Yeah, because I can't right. be sat in the midfield. That's about all right. Ash, I'm gonna start with you. Right, okay. Give us your predicted lineup, um, who you think will play, and how you think the game, the the way Liverpool are gonna approach the game and how they're gonna attack the game. I think going back to obviously what we talk about, Newcastle being a thing for Saturday, the five subs is a massive for tomorrow night. Yeah, you know. Um and I think that's the reason why we'll go so strong tomorrow. So my team would be Ali and Goal, obviously. Trent, Kanate, Verge and Robbo in defence. Uh, midfield, this is where it can get complicated as Chris is stalling on. Um, I would go with Fabinho, Thiago and I'll probably go with Hendo because I think when he come on, he actually brought a bit more urgency to the game against, against Everton. He looks pretty decent when he come on for his spell. Um, I think he's it's a Champions League semi finals. Why would you why would you leave out the captain for the Champions League semi finals? So I think I think those three would be the midfield. And then up front, obviously Mo Sadio's absolutely killing it as a, as a number nine in the in the centre. 
And just because of the audacity and, and the touch that Diaz did on Sunday, I'd, I'd absolutely let him go wild tomorrow night. Show us what you can do, son. You know, let him off the let him off the leash and just let him do whatever he whatever he wants. Um, and I think that's that plays into why the five subs will be so handy because I reckon we go quick, fast, try and wrap it up within sixty minutes, and then make the changes. Get the players off. Get Mo off. Get Thiago, Hendo, even Diaz, whatever that looks like. Get them rested. Half hour off. Job done, boys. On to Newcastle on Sunday. But I'm just hoping, you know, if if it doesn't go our way, that the crowd don't get a bit restless. I think they need to they need to play their part. Like Emmett was saying, it's the last last game under the lights tomorrow at Anfield. You would want a, a good reception. The crowd to be absolutely buzzing, rocking, 12th man. And um, a repeat of the Barcelona game. I know it's not the same, you know, we're not trying to f- a claw back a, a 3 0 deficit, but you really want to get right on their backs, you know, show them what we're made of. And yeah, hopefully, absolutely smash them and then go, go over there next week and be a bit more relaxed, hopefully. Good stuff, good stuff. Chris, are you ready for your team now or do you want me to ask him? Oh, let Anna do it, Cole. Emma. <laughs> I've, uh, <laughs> I've got uh, Alison Trent, Canate, Van Dijk, Robbo, Fabinho, Thiago, Keita, um, Salamane, Diaz, and I would go with Diaz because himself and Origi, when he came on, on Sunday, changed the game. Um, I just think he gives a defence that's going to sit back, going to, he'll go at them, I think, um, he gives him a little bit more to think about than maybe Jota would um, out on the left. Um, Mane on fire. I just hope that they don't start the dark arts and kind of he, he will react. He's had to be taken off a few times at this stage now yeah. on a yellow. Yeah. Um, and what he did at the weekend was, I thought it was stupid. Like, I'll, 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 although it wasn't like Kevin Campbell said, oh, he's gouged, he's gouged him in the eye there. It was like... Kind of touched his nose and pushed them back, like it's not an eye gouge. Um, but I just think you can't leave Salah and Mane out. Um, so yeah, like I said, go at them. I think, and I, I said the other night as well that we, I thought at the, at the start of the second half, we kind of nearly allowed them to have the ball to come at us. He uh, kind of, and I heard somebody else saying that Klopp kind of nearly calls off the dogs for 10-minute periods. Um, so I don't think we go full pelt like we used to go. We will kind of go in stages um, and then ease off. Um, but, yeah, get a lead up um, and then make the changes. Um, I get I don't, I, I get what you're saying there, Ash, about how do you leave your captain out of a, out of a Champions League semi-final, but I don't think, I'm not 100% sure sentiment comes into it. Um, when yeah. you're going for everything, um, and I, yeah, he's done it. I, I, he's done it. And Klopp's done it before, hasn't he? Because Barcelona yeah. away, Henson doesn't start. Yeah. So um, yeah, and, and and he's a good player to have for Saturday as well if you are looking to rotate. So yeah, I think uh, it'll be, and I think probably prob- probably over the last while, Fabinho, Thiago, and uh, Keita have probably been our best midfield three. So I think he goes that strong and then rotates with a lead. It's like, uh, sorry to interrupt. Sorry, Keith, I'm doing a you now. Sorry to interrupt. Um, I, I just feel it's just got Roma 
like written all over it again. It just feels like that all over again. You know, it's a, a smaller team compared to normal, and I just think we're just going to go out there and just absolutely blitz them for the first 20 half hour, try and get such a big lead, and then just play our game. I just, I, I just get in Roma vibes over and over and over again. I don't know why. I'm, I'll take the same result, but I just, I, that's what I'm just feeling at me. So I'll send you a few stats that'll knock that out of you. <laughs> well, you think, Ash, that, that playing Henderson over Kate gives you that better chance to sort of put the foot on the trout there? I think it allows Trent to be further forward because, like you said, when he's so far in advance, he leaves gaps, doesn't he? And if, is Dan Jim on the left? Is he directly on Trent's side? Yeah, he sort of plays, pulls to the left, yeah. Yeah, I think with Trent being so attacking and so forward up the pitch, you need someone like a Henderson who does play those pockets and covers him. So I think that's why that's the incentive to bring Hendo in. Because I don't know if you saw it on BT, he'd done an interview with Rio, didn't he, a few weeks ago. And he was talking about when Trent's in certain positions up the pitch, he's in the small pockets behind, covering that right back and allowing Trent to have that freedom. And I think if Villarreal are going to be sitting back and playing men behind the ball and hitting us on the break, then you're going to need someone like a Trent to be there whipping the balls in and so forward up the pitch, then I think that's why Hendo would play. That's a fair point. I mean, I think that's the sort of maybe the key in how we approach it is we see which one of those two does start because before we come on to Chris's team, um, if we even let him pick a team at this stage. Pick one for Newcastle while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I agree with what Ash is saying there about Jordan Henderson. I think the, the work he does covering for Trent is is vital. However, I think Kate with his pressing, can really get in among their midfield. And I, I, I spoke about Parejo earlier, and I think, you know, if you play Trent and you put pressure on Parejo at the sort of the, the, the start of their players, you can get a lot more, you know, you can really hurt them a lot more. So I think it'll be interesting to see which of the two he goes with. Um, but Chris Brack, which Fred of the Steve's, two are you going with? Fred Steve's got my team. Oh, I was after all that build up, and you're just making me read out Red Steve's name. <laughs> Bracky Laws Roberts fight. You never heard of them. Next, <laughs> the league title with us. What more can you want? No, yeah. <laughs> um, to the ladies. Yeah, that was good fun on Sunday as well. That was a perfect Sunday. Um, so back four and front three, I I, I agree with. Uh, I think Henson does start um, for the simple reason he's done the press today, and it's. It's pretty much a done deal. If you do, if you do the post match, if you do the press with Klopp, you started. Um, I think Thiago will start. The one I'm debating, and it'll sound mad, is Fabinho. He's played an awful lot of football, and if this is a game where we're going to dominate the ball and be on top, maybe that's what they want Henson as a six, so you can have Cater and Thiago push further on. I think you'll probably pump for Fabinho, but it wouldn't surprise me if Cater started over Fabinho. That's what. Mm. That's the one I've been debating over. But then that's when the five subs could come into handy, though, couldn't it? Mm. You know, it could be. Could very much, but yeah. That's very true. Yeah, the five subs is key because if he was to do that, if Klopp was to have a madness and not play Fabinho, um, not it could be a case of, yeah, it could be a case of use the lads. I mean, people would lose their shit over that. And, you know, Henderson could do that job. Thiago, Kate, I mean, you go in there with confidence, so we don't see why not. Um, mm-hmm. 
I just, I don't know. I think he's more likely to start Fabinho maybe. And if he feels wants to use the five subs, might take him out if we're, if we're on top and then go for it. But it'll be interesting to see. I think you'd be looking at uh, Alisson and goal. I would agree with the sort of, not, yeah, I'd agree with Kanate, Van Dijk, Trent and Robbo. I would start Fabinho. I would start Keita and I would start Tiago. I was going to say Hendo. Would, that's that's actually where I think the the debate is Hendo or Tiago. Um, not that I look Tiago's. Jesus, I'd watch him but all day, but I think he's going to manage him a bit more. Yeah, it's the minute. It's the minute. It's the minute you got to worry about with him, isn't it? And you don't with the five subs. I think you can walk a lot, um, a lot more. You know, especially at home, and you hope to get a, a lead up. That might be the right. Well, I'd go with um, Fabinho, Thiago, Keita. And I would go with, I wouldn't start money. I'd leave money off. I'd go with Mo, Jota and Diaz up front. And the reason I would do that is because you touched on it earlier. I would hold money back because I think teams target them. I think Atletico Madrid done it earlier in the season. They went ridiculous about targeting them. I think... It's not that he, he overly reacts, but I just think there's there's something minute that team seem to look at him and I would hold him back. I would say whatever forwards we put out there, I mean Mane to me is the the one on form. Mm. But I, I would use him as the impact off the bench. Do you know what I mean? I, I would I would do that. But look, I'm not picking the team. I'm not Jurgen Klopp. Um I'm getting stick in the chat for uh Dropping Thiago, but it's not about dropping Thiago, and that's <laughs> right, that's the I'm thing. Get, like I'm getting stick for saying resting Fabinho. I'm not saying <laughs> the manage, it's managing minutes, and that's what Klopp exactly. Will do. And but the, the beauty of the squad now is, you know, put it this way: if Divock starts, is anyone going apeshit? I'm not. No, because we're quite. I, I would question it. I would question it if personally. I'm not. I'm not. That's nothing against Divock because he's obviously a legend. But uh, would you pick him over Diaz? Would you pick him over Jota? Would you pick him over Mane? Star. He's a better sub, but yeah, he is a better exactly. sub. I, I yeah. think he's a he's not a great starter. But you know, Klopp, Divock is the type of player that the year we won the Champions League, he, he just had that second half of the season. You know, he comes in for the derby, isn't that his first game? Comes in, scores the goal, and then just sort of runs through. He got a big goal the weekend. Could be his last goal for Liverpool. But I wouldn't be surprised if Klopp sort of rolled that dice again. Do you know what I mean? And and maybe rested a couple of other lads. I wouldn't be surprised. And the beauty of having this squad now is you can do these things. And we're not all... Well, people will lose their shit if Divock starts. But if you sit back and think about it, you know, we've got a squad. Klopp has be starting them. Because he thinks he can do a job. He's not starting him out of necessity. He's starting him because he tactically thinks he might be able to do do something in it. So we're in a, a lovely position going into this. You know, for this end of the season, fingers crossed it stays that way. We're shaping up nice and whatever way we, we line up these teams, I don't really care. Do you know what I mean? I, I, there's not many players in there that you'd look at and say, no, not him. So whatever we do, you don't want six or seven changes, don't get me wrong, but whatever we do, we'll be happy enough. 
give me a score prediction each is and goal scorers you know the rules but and then we'll have a little chat about Newcastle um, Chris I'm going to come to you first I get no time to prepare this <laughs> after that carry on the last time just get laid red Steve to give me your answer 2-0 Salah double 2-0 jeez Emmett well, I can't pick 2-0 now so I'll have to pick 3-1 <laughs> and oh. I'll go <laughs> I'll go all front three. Salamane Diaz the score. Excellent. Ash. Wow, it's buggered that up for me. I was going to say 3 1. You'll have to go 5 2 because you keep getting Roma vibes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Do you know what? I'm going to say 4 1. I'm going to say 4 1. Um, I'm going to go for Salah Diaz. I reckon Verge and also Thiago. And I think Dan Juma will get one for uh, for Villarreal. Good stuff, good stuff. My brother's in the chat. He's not having a bar of this. Pick 11 names out of a hat and they'll be Villarreal. <laughs> he's not having Divock. Listen, <laughs> the boys will do the business no matter who we put in there. I think we're going to win 4-0. I always think we're going to win 4-0. I don't think they're going to get a goal against us. I don't think they have the minerals to get a goal against us. Um, I think it will be tough. No, I think it'll be tough. I think it will be tough. If I ever predict, like, for a little, I'll give it a little insight, right? Don't tell anyone, right? If I predict 4 0, in the real world, I think it'll be 2 0. <laughs> if I ever predict, like, 6 1, that's 3 1. What was your 10 0 one? 10 0, that's just a, that's a nice 5 0, or a 6 0, that's a, that's a, <laughs> A good shellacking. But if I ever go like 2 1, then I'm thinking we're going to draw, you know what I mean? So I'm going to go with a 4 0 here. I'm going to, I think we're going to win 4 0. So 2 0, really. But I think we're going to have Diaz. I think we're going to have Kanate. I think we're going to have um, Trent and Mo. That's who I think will get the goals. We're going to win 4 0. I think Alice is going to make a, a huge save in the game. Because he always does. He loves, he he loves, loves a big, goes, he loves a big save thing. in Europe. Yeah, that's his thing. He loves a big save all the time. And I just think, you know, we can get out. I think the game is going to go similar to other games previously. I think by starting Naby Keita, I think we're going to put the foot on the throat to them. I think we're going to try and start fast. And we're going to try and get into them. And I think we're going to go... Look, Man City went 2-0 up early tonight. Real Madrid came back. But that was more calamitous defending. Um, by the teams apparently this will be Liverpool I think with the crowd last probably the last game behind no there'll be other games on, on the lights won't they this season they'll Spurs, be playing yeah. Spurs, Spurs yeah. Southampton will be jammed in there as well Um, but I think it's as you say the last Champions League crowd need to be up for it I think we come out of traps flying and I think we do get a 4-0 and we take that over to Villarreal and look I don't mean that to be disrespectful to to Villarreal, I think they're a good team. I think they're a dangerous team. But if we'd have got a goal early against Everton, and I know if Miandi had ball, she'd be my uncle. But if we could have got, I think we'd have, we'd have ran in a blade and a hat load against them. I think we'd have absolutely buried them. But they held in and held in and held in, and then they crumbled. Villarreal, I think, will be much better, you know, version than that. Don't get me wrong. But I think if you can score early on these teams, I think you can really, really knock them out. And I think defensive teams find it very hard to get back into a game. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think if you're in a... Like, Real Madrid are not a defensive team. They're an attacking team. So, they went two down and they just attack. I think when you get ahead of... Like, Atletico in Anfield this season, you know, when you get ahead of these teams, 
They're very, very hard for them to get back. So I think that the emphasis will be on Liverpool to go at them early. I think we'll go into an early tuna lid and then I think it'll draw them out and I think we'll kill them on the break. But I don't think I've got a prediction right ever, so it's probably not what's going to happen. Do you think with we, the way Villarreal play, if we went, if we got one goal, they'd break their plan and actually come out and try and get a goal? Or would they no. be happy with just losing one nil? Yeah. And try and I hold out. I think Emery would have enough faith in himself to 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 manage that, you know, whether they do or not, but I, I think mm. I don't think one goal is going to bother them. I think they'll sit in their shape as much as they can, and I think if you do that on a team like a low block team, and they're a really good low block team, so not everything again. But you look at the Atletico Madrids and you look at Chelsea's and you look at these elite defensive teams. You go one nil up, they don't tend to change. But if you can get two early goals on them, even we saw what Man City in the cup, you know, they go to show you. A team will then start, they'll be panicked and they'll be flustered. And I think we race into it an early tuna lead. And that's what I'm hoping will happen. If there was still an away goal, I think then they'd panic at 1-0. Yeah. That's, I think a, that's a key, that's a key real change now, isn't it? Because yeah. I think you're seeing teams, you know They're a bit more relaxed about conceding going, yeah. it doesn't doesn't really Keep matter. It, yeah. There's no, I think, there's no, I think sorry, sorry, Chris. No, when you go on. I was going to say, I think the only time we start seeing Villarreal be more open is if we go 2 3 0 up. I think, I think you're right. I think then that's when they've got to go, like, go for it because otherwise, going back to Villarreal 3 0 down, I think that, you know, it's never over until it's over, is it? But it's not It's not going to be an easy task for them. Whereas 1 0, I think they'll take a 1 0 any day. They've yeah. got something to play for them, haven't they? And as we said about Man City, look, we have to be fair and balanced, you know, but we don't have to be, but we will be. A 1-0 win for Liverpool does leave, you know, questions then for the return leg and and does play into the weekend and, and things like that. But I think this team are just looking one game at a time, one game at a time. But Newcastle do come around. Jurgen Klopp wasn't happy. I don't blame him. You know, the Spanish teams, Dutch teams, Italian teams, fucking every team, leagues sort of accommodate teams when they're in the the later stages of the European competitions. Liverpool, someone has to play the early game. It doesn't have to be Liverpool or Man City. So, you know, I don't know why the fuck it were being put on, but Jurgen Klopp isn't happy. We go to St. James's. St. James is it there, yes, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's a way. Yeah. They're on a good bit of form. You know, they've won five or six home games in a row or something, haven't they? So, Emmett, I'll come to you. You worried about Newcastle at the weekend? Or are you... I'm probably worried. No, no, I'm probably worried about Newcastle more than any other team that we've yet, we've still to play. Champions League aside, obviously, um, they are on good form. They've got some some decent wins, but they've also had that absolute shit show against Everton. Yeah. So they, they still have that in their locker. But um, yeah, early kickoff. It is going to be tough. But like we've said, we could probably afford to change five six lads going up there and still be very, very strong. Um, I'm I'm starting to worry about every game now <laughs> because it's like yeah. I've said, we're doing the quadruple, it's on, it's on. And <laughs> oh my gosh, shit, what am I going to look like now when we drop points or whatever? Ah, we've but, been um, saying it on here for months, mate. Don't worry about it. Um, no, but it is the, the, the time, the turnaround worries me um, as well. Half twelve on a Saturday. I never like a, I, I I think I said it before. I don't like a half twelve kickoff until after it, and we've won. Um, and then your weekend is great watching everybody else having to 
to win. Um, I still think we'll have enough to beat Newcastle. Um, won't Again, it won't be like the Villarreal game. It's not going to be as easy as maybe teams had against Newcastle earlier on in the season. But I don't, I don't, I'm touching wood here. I don't see how any team beats us at the moment, if I'm being honest. Um, so a little bit more, I'd be more worried about Newcastle than the Spurs game. Um, but um, I think we'll have enough. Um, I think he'll 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 swap out. He'll probably swap out the well. Would he swap out the whole front three? I think Salah just keeps playing. I think he's just going to keep playing yeah. Salah. So you might see if Bobby's back, maybe Bobby will go in, Jota instead of Diaz, depending on who actually starts. Actually, just looking at what what Chris said about uh, Hendo doing the the presser today. Hendo might come in and it might be Thiago that sits out and Hendo, Keita and Fabinho plays. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, you might even see Jones at the weekend uh, get a game. Uh, you might see Matip then come back in and probably Simicas. So, um, but again, like we've said for the last few weeks, it's, you'd still expect that team to go and beat Newcastle. So a little bit apprehensive, but still think we'll have enough. Yeah. Well, that's that's the main thing. Ash, Newcastle, Sunday morning, half 12. Could be worse, could be Sunday night. They're all on the sauce. We ever in Newcastle, mad place. Mad place. Oh, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday mate. Have you been on the sauce since Saturday, didn't you? Oh, Saturday morning. They yeah, said Saturday morning, he said, but it could have been worse, could have been Sunday night. Oh, sorry. No, I'm on the sauce. No, because it's, it's a mad place, Newcastle, isn't it? And, you know, St. James's Park is smack back in the middle of the city centre yeah. and if everyone's on the aisle all day and going into a match could become a bit raucous there as well but are you worried about the early kickoff, or do you think you know Liverpool will just get one, this game out of the way and then focus on that game and it's just a case of next, next, next as the season goes on I think whoever done the timings of the, of the matches needs to have a good look at ourselves you know if Man City are playing tonight and we're playing tomorrow how is it we've got the earlier kickoff on Saturday and they've got the late kickoff? That's what I don't seem to understand. Surely you'd think, as Man City's playing tonight, why didn't they have the early kickoff on Saturday? Mm. And then we play late Saturday afternoon or Sunday or whatever that looks like. So whoever's come up with that idea needs to have a, have a proper look at themselves. Um, Newcastle, they're on a great run. Are they on the beach? nearly there thereabouts I suppose I think one more win and I think they're definitely there I hate half past 12 I'm like I'm like Emmett you know I can't stand them but then we've got a good record so I, all this worrying about half past 12 kickoffs but we don't seem to do too bad with them I think tomorrow night is a big factor of who we play on Saturday I think if we go there tomorrow and win comfortably, then I think we probably play a real strong team on Saturday, get the job done, and then probably make the changes for the return leg. If it's a case of we go there with a slender lead. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. After tomorrow night, then Saturday, 
it could be a mixture of changing the personnel to try and accommodate the second leg. I think tomorrow will give us an indication of how Saturday goes. I really do. I think we've always we've got to play our strong team. We're going for the quadruple. I think every game is important, no matter who it is. It could be Norwich at our past twelve. It doesn't matter. It's a win. We've got to win. I still think we've got enough enough to to win it. Um, but I don't think it's going to be. It's not going to be a walkover. To be fair. Yeah, when it's Stefan Max on the good stuff there, we will rock up at the Geordies with a second string and batter them. And that's the enthusiasm I like. I can get all on board with that sort of stuff. Um, but look, they're going to be tough. They're going to be hard to break down. They're the team that are looking at their their own future and, you know, yeah, exactly. dreaming of what's going to happen with them. But, you know, are they, Emma, are they on the beach? I don't think so. I think they're going to want to try and see how uh, far up the, the lead they can actually finish. Um, I'm, I'm actually was just trying to look up where they are at the moment. I think they're are they eleventh. Like, yeah, so they'll want to break into the top ten. Easy. Can they? Can they get? They can't get to Europe. It's the the teams between them and uh, the European places that probably are going to be playing with the flip flops on for the next few weeks. Um, but I'd imagine that Eddie Howe and Newcastle, the, the players themselves, are going to want to get up uh, as high up as possible in the league. So it's probably the one time, just thinking about it there, when, when Ash was talking. I know it's only Spain, but it's it's probably a blessing that they, this first leg is actually at home, so there's no travelling involved and stuff like that. It's literally play the game, home to bed, or for training tomorrow. Unless he gives them the the, the day break yeah. after on sport, I don't know. Maybe they'll train in the evening. So, um, uh, yeah. So it's probably a blessing that it's actually at home. Like I said, it's probably, it's only Spain, but still, you don't want to be flying and uh, do you know what I mean, hanging around. I know they probably don't do much hanging around in airports and stuff like that, but it is still kind of traveling. Probably wouldn't get back till two or three in the morning if they flew straight back. Maybe they'd stay over and not fly back on until Thursday, and it's giving even less time. Um, but um. Yeah, no one. Owen says some of those Newcastle players are fighting for their futures. I don't think any of them have a future, um, <laughs> to be honest, except for Gamarish, um Trippier. And Trippier. Other than that, I think they're all bleeding. Fighting for their futures as in their next move. and the Shop windows. Yeah, even Eddie Howe. I mean, I'd say he's thinking, how will he do for Everton in the championship next season? Because... I'd say they're going to even get rid of him. No matter what he does, I think Newcastle are going to be looking to upgrade everything that they have. I think they'll keep him till Christmas. If they're not on a service by Christmas, they'll bin him off. I think the hearts are all suitors. Because I think last time we played Newcastle was between between a semi-final for Barcelona and they had nothing to play for because it was a late kickoff. The crowd was up for it and it was an absolute ball ache of a game. It might suit us where we always say everyone's half asleep at half twelve, but that might suit us a bit of subdued crowd. So it might help us a little bit just to try and get get a job done early. Um, but I don't think it's going to be an easy game because Newcastle are in pretty decent. I think they're about tenth in the form guide, you know. So we'll have to see how they, we'll see how we do when we get there. But you know, don't don't do too much, Keith. You're spoiling my show for Friday. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say nothing. <laughs> um, Manuel Federico Cachaca. San Juan, what a name. Newcastle don't need to be in Europe. They already loaded end of. Yeah, but you see, I think what they need to, why they need to be in Europe is they need to attract players. Do you know what I mean? So we've seen it with Man City. You start paying big money for players to get you the platform and then you get the superstars. So if Newcastle want to be getting superstars, they need to be 
finishing as high as possible and getting into those European places. And even if it starts off at your own, even if it starts in that bleeding conference league thing, they'll love that Newcastle fans. European football. That's what Europe, you'll attract a player that will do that for a year and they'll look, and that's how you keep them in, you know. So it will be interesting to see what they do. But um, I think the, the people are saying that they're ninth in the league. Uh, ninth? Fucking Newcastle. I it's amazing what 100 million in January will do, isn't it? <laughs> That Bruno Gamera, though, he is a good player. He is. He seems like a, well. Yeah, he seems like he's going to do bits for him. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, they are the ninth. Blind me, I never realised that. You look at um, but you look at their Newcastle squad. I don't, I, I don't know who's playing, who's injured, who's but if you're looking at like Dubravka, he's not a good keeper in my opinion. He's a weak link. Or if it's Carl Darlow, he's worse. You probably got Matt Target a left back. Villa couldn't wait to get rid of him. Um, Mankey always seen playing at right back someone can correct me if he's been in there or he will play there so you're going to have Fabian Schär and Dan Bourne probably that two centre-backs or do oh, they play with three centre-backs well, well, last week they had Emlyn Kraft at right back and, and Jamal Sells with Dan Burns so they had as a back four I, I think they'll go with a five even against us, to be honest. But who's in their midfield these days? Gim, Bruno, um, Gimera's, Gimera, Shelby. I think it's Longstaff because I think, um, I think Shelby's been injured. Oh, right. Really? It was Shelby before. Joe Linton actually reverted to up top last week against Norwich. He's, he's, actually, bad, he's been ripping it up. In he's midfield. been brilliant. Yeah, he's <laughs> been brilliant for them, you know, and fair play to him because again uh, tongue in cheek they're all getting sold so if you can do well like Joe Hilton Joe Joe Hilton Joe, Joe Linton is going to go Joe Linton is going to go um, he's going to do well for himself by reinventing himself this year do you know what I mean like they paid 40 odd million I think for him off Hoffenheim it was big big mm. money and it would look to be an absolute busted flush He's anything but he's torn. He's a really good player. He's a big fucker. He's playing the midfield. He's not afraid to put his foot in left foot. I think he's a very good player and he could do well out of this. But on the day, I'd expect their lads to have too much from. And then up top, you're looking at Chris Wood. Look, I think he's terrible. Um, I think he's 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 a, a type of player. And look, I don't really like those big bonely target men type characters. But he did a job for you, and he will be—he will be awkward. He's—he's he's had a, a nice little career, but I'm not worried about him. If they play that way, Gale fucker, now then I'm sort of panicking. <laughs> but other than that, Alan yes. Sam Maxima—he's one that you can flip a coin and will he be good? Will he not? Um, see that you only mentioned uh, John Joe Shelby and all the webcam chat. <laughs> Hot girls and boys are in. They can look. They can sense. So you know if it's a big time now. <laughs> I think yeah. I think they bought I think they bought Chris Wood with the with the knowledge when that tripper is going to be just put, putting balls in. But I think that yeah. was absolutely scuppered when he obviously got injured. So I think I think, I think that's it why it's not worked as well as it probably could have. I do wonder if it, at the time was we'll just buy him to knacker Burnley because at the time it, as well. it, it, it was yeah. them or Burnley to go down. I think. Yeah, I think, and I wonder if it just went we'll just knacker Burnley by taking their main target man. I mean, actually, the, the guy they've got and replaced with Veghorst is probably better. It's probably a better player, to be fair. I think he's a better player. He just hasn't got the goals, Veghorst. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, Andy O'Chill was looking for us to talk about the Cardi of Everton fans. We can do a whole show about Cardi of Everton fans, <laughs> but did you see the reaction to Domino's, Domino's Pizza doing <laughs> uh, yeah. a tweet about oh, Richarlison no. falling over? Did you not see it, Eminem? No, no, I'll have to look it up. 
Look her up, Everton oh, fans are mad. That boy oh. called those pizza there. Oh. What's the character called? Well, it's a Simpsons um, character. It's Ralph, isn't it? Oh, Ralph. 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 Ralph down the hill. Yeah. Ralph yeah. down the hill. And they said it's Rochelle. Yeah. They said Rochelle. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Do you, you see know. the um, Do you see the Paddy Power one as well? The fan reaction one. That's brilliant. That's yeah. absolutely. That's amazing. Absolutely. You know what? It's you could spend the time. You know, and we can laugh and joke about them, but in all honesty, things have got quite nasty over the last few days <laughs> from Everton's fan side of things, and you know, <laughs> fuck them. Don't care. Hope they go. Never to yeah. come back. Um. Really, you know, they they have such a small mentality that a pizza ad. I mean, was it Ronald Kilman had his uh, red book, red, red decorations tree. on his Christmas tree and he went mad? Yeah. Rafa Benitez came in, they like, he has a red hall door, we're not having this. But oh, the, the worst thing about the coon was he changed his tree, goes, hey, Hope you're happy. And because yeah. I think he did it gold and they kicked off because it wasn't blue, so he had to change it again. <laughs> he, had to, he had to decorate his tree three times to shut them up. And he blamed his wife on it. Yeah. yeah. Fucking bother, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're a mad, mad bunch. And look, I, in all seriousness, we'll have a little chat about Everton, right? So, I think the best thing that can happen to Everton is to get relegated. I think right? the worst and thing that'll happen to them, yeah, that I is think. the worst thing that can happen to them. <laughs> because I, 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 I think if they get relegated, I think they might do a Sunderland because of the financial state that that's the them. most, most probably, most probably. But if they don't, if they manage to avoid that, let's say they go down. They don't get done for financial fair play. They don't get points deductions. They they keep, you know, Andy Gordon there and whoever else they have. Um, Holgate. Holgate, yeah. Everyone else will be gone, but these will be there and Ben Godfrey and the likes. They keep it, let's say, in theoretically, they keep a, a decent enough squad and they go down. They start winning games and they start challenging for, and it's not being, I'm not being, you know, joking here, tongue-in-cheek or that, but they challenge for a title in the championship that could do them the world of good because they think they should be challenging for Premier Leagues they need a hard reset don't they they do yeah. need and and in all seriousness I think they do need a hard reset I think they need to go and enjoy football again because they can't be enjoying this so I know they get enjoy transfer windows now when they win them but you know I mean, the, fair, the we... fans can't be enjoying it and it can't be a pleasant experience being a blue yeah I mean to be fair we had this hard reset under Klopp, yeah. Where to be fair, and do you know what? People forget it now because it's all smelling the rose and looking great. Klopp pissed off a lot of fans though with his "don't touch the badge" and yeah, stop talking about what happened in the past. You know, and he, he was calling people out: stop walking out the ground early, stop doing this. You know, why do you think you can do that? And people don't like it. You yeah. know, who are you to call the fans out? And he goes, well, "I'm the fucking manager. What are you going to do about it? I will do it my way, not the Liverpool way." And do you know what? It did ruffle some people up, but. Actually, it's probably what we needed. Sometimes I did need a little bit of a look at yourself to go, well, he's probably right, you know. You know, 100%. Why, are we, why are we kicking off that we're not winning the title when you look at the side we've got? You know, there's nothing wrong with aspirations to want to win, win a title. That's that's what you should own for. But you need that dose of realism going, but yeah, but look what you've got. You know, we've got Sacco playing for us and Colo Torre. You know, you're not really going to win a title with them at the back, are you? No, no. But look, <sighs> let them. Let them wallow. I have a comment here from uh, B. Arthur. What's a title? I think that's a dig at my pronunciation. <laughs> I don't speak Limey. I love B. Arthur and the Golden Girls. Uh, I'm sorry it came across, you know, that me, me Limey accent didn't didn't come across well. But, you know, 
I, I, I don't apologize. I actually take it back. Apology rescinded. Fuck you, babe. <laughs> uh, it's a title. Uh, end of story. Um, but now look, Everton. There, Emmy. What happens to them? They go down. Where do they go? They go down. They stay down. Um, uh, for uh, I think for a, a long time, and and could possibly go down again. <laughs> Say thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with that? Why do people worry about Irish people saying "talky tree"? Um, yeah, no, I agree with Chris. I, I, I they definitely, I, they could possibly they have a Sunderland in them. I think definitely, they really do. Yeah, I, I don't. They, you, you see people saying that they'll go down, they'll win the championship, come straight out. I don't think they bounce straight. The championship is tough. More like, there's plenty of there, yeah, yes. <laughs> there's plenty of teams that have gone down never to be seen again. And they all float around, around kind of mid-table. They get a bit excited towards the end of the season, thinking they've got to make the playoffs, and they don't. They have to go again and go again. Like Leeds. Leeds came close to coming back up yeah. so many times. And I think that's where Everton are heading. So I I, I, would, I probably wouldn't like to see them go any further down than the Championship. I know there's plenty out there that would. Um, but I honestly don't see them coming back up in the next two seasons if they go down. Yeah, well, you know, they, they brought it all on themselves, I suppose. It's but uh, you see, they had their, their ultras. I saw a few videos and some of the comments underneath were, were ghastly. Uh, enjoy Millwall away next year. Yeah. <laughs> see how hard you are then. Like, smashing up exactly. TVs and everything. Like, yeah. What is that? Like? Ridiculous carry on over football. And look, yeah. you know, I suppose in a serious note, let's say the unthinkable happens and everything go down and Liverpool win the quadruple, right? Like, so it's very dangerous. <laughs> no, but like in all seriousness, like it'll be a dangerous place. Parades and things like that. There'll be blade mortar. You won't get a taxi from the airport. <laughs> your 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 no. taxi will pick you up, will he? Nah, he uh, he's nah, <sighs> that poor fella. He'd be finished if that ever did happen. But and anyway, lads, tomorrow night we're going to do. Are we? Uh, we're all happy enough that Liverpool are going to put down a marker for this first leg. Any uh, anything before we go, Chris? Uh, no, just because the first time I've been on the pod. Uh, well done, LFC women. It was great. It was great fun on Sunday watching them uh, lift the championship trophy. So um, look forward to a WSL next year. No? Yeah, but you know what? It is a big deal because it's all on the TV and all. You know, the it's a huge thing at the moment on Sky, isn't it? They're showing mm. WSL games, and the the more visibility these teams are getting, the more interest that I think clubs will take it. Hmm. Every game's well. Every game, if it's not on Sky or BT, it'll be on the the FA's iPlayer. So basically, yeah. you can get access to every game. Whereas in the Championship, it, it's they only pick one game a week to show. So it gets it gets more eyes on it. And look, it, it's been a crappy couple of years. So it's, it's it's nice to have some joy. You know, fair play to Matt Beard. You know, he's had a, he had a horrible week. You know, unfortunately, mm. lost his father yeah. uh, earlier in the week. So you know, the, the team put in a hell of falls. You know, beating Sheffield six one's not easy. Uh, so f- fair plays and so look, I'm buzzing. Look, it's only the second time I've seen Liverpool lift a trophy in person. The only other time I saw it in person was the the 06 FA Cup. First time my daughter's ever seen him lift one in person. So she just thinks that's what you do all the time. And when you go to football, she's in a you know bless her. She'll she'll soon realise that's not always the case. But yeah, no, she learned that lesson. It, yeah, but look, it's great. And then I watched Ever- Everton. Then I sat in the pub and watched Everton get beat. So you know, perfect Sunday for me. It was yeah, some lift as well, wasn't it? She did. The oh shuffle. yeah, she. 
Hence All the well. way along and back. I, that's what I said. Hendo has, he's going to definitely have to up his game a bit. <laughs> and, uh, pull his finger, have to pull his finger out if we next one we win. Yeah, there you go. It could, Ash, be, it could be Everton's yeah. only Merseyside derby as well next year. That's it, yeah. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. Come and park the bus. <laughs> Ash, anything before we go? I was just going to ask of your opinion with the current situation with Chelsea. Obviously, with Rudiger going to Real Madrid, oh, and obviously, just a quick one. Sorry. Um, obviously, with Rudiger now we're going to Madrid yeah. and getting played like paid a ridiculous amount of money, and obviously now Tuchel's come out and said, "Oh, it's all down to the current situation of the ownership." Do you feel like there's going to be a mass exodus now of players, and that's going to screw them over, or? You know, similar, not to the extent of like Everton, obviously. I'm not saying that, but the the way that they've gone from potentially title challengers to top four hopes now next season, I reckon. What, what, it, what? It's very interesting to see what happens there because, um, you know, we, none of us know. Do you know what I mean? For for a club that's been sanctioned, they're still doing an awful lot of fucking business, ticket sales, business. Yeah. You know, sponsors that are walking away, and I'm still seeing plastered all over them. So. Look, I don't know. Um, yeah, it obviously is affecting their ability to sign real regard to a contract. They've got Christensen and they've got Aspilicueta that are going to be going out. There is a lot of players that, you know, they maybe like to move on. And I think if there's nothing resolved, I think they're going to have to lean on their famed loan system and yeah. bring these lads back in, bring back Conor Gallagher and bring back Brogia and... Isn't it changing next month, next year, the loan system as well? So you can't, you can't loan the masses out that Chelsea do. Yeah, there's some change, all right. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the restriction of numbers as well, isn't it? The might that you could send out and think yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Sullivan said Aspilicueta has ex- has extended. How can he oh. have extended? I suppose. But, yeah, if I think it was already written in his contract. I think, was, I, think it, I think it was an option there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but this is like when Chelsea had a transfer ban and still brought in Kovacic and fucking Pulisic. Pulisic, you know, yeah, doesn't surprise me. I, I think it's I think it's sorted by the end of next month. Yeah, my gut feeling is they'll get a new owner, but it might be more down the probably similar to our model. It'd be a yeah. little bit more spend within your means and probably not quite as extravagant. But I don't think it really affects them being outside the top four because, to be fair to Chelsea, they have they they've always been very good sellers. They get yeah. big money for some yeah. players that you think are like, I don't know how they're getting this money, but they get big money for big players. So actually, when you look at the they balance it fairly fairly well. So I think there'd be more, that's what changes. Perhaps you won't see as many hundred million pound players, but I I think the sort of them being, being a demise might be a little bit optimistic by some people. Yeah, I think yeah. The, the one of the stipulations of buying the club is that you cannot sell up within the first 10 years. I think that's one of them. Abra- really to Abramovich, yeah. You can't, yeah. You can't sell it to him. <laughs> So you'd be hanging around like a bad smell. Ten years, yeah. It'd yeah. be like a count. It'd be like a countdown. Yeah, and they'll all be laid delighted to get them back. Emma, anything before we finish? No, again, just looking forward to tomorrow. So hopefully we uh, go off like a, a rocket and get a lead, and then uh, make the changes. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Keith, anything before we finish? Funny you should mention it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Owen. No, not about the VPNs, not about the VPNs. I want to have a comment up about Kevin Durant getting knocked out in the NBA. 
delighted, hate his guts, and I'm delighted that he got knocked out. Swept 4-0 by the Boston Celtics. I love the Boston Celtics. They're a really good team this year. Absolute grinders in defence. They're brilliant. It's netball. No, no, no. You keep it. You don't, mind. don't worry about this. But I can't stand Kevin Durant. He's one of the best players of all time, but there's just something unlikable about him. And he got swept in the fourth round. 4-0. Gonzo. Couldn't be happier. Next. So... I think that's a great place to leave. I think everyone's happy now with the Kevin Durant news. Kevin Sullivan was saying about Felicon. There you go. Felicon. I was nearly forgetting. There's a big push on about Felicon at the moment. Um, Gav put a tweet out earlier from the account. You know, we're all sort of pushing and pushing and pushing. And people might get sick of us talking about Felicon, but we'll still talk about it. I wasn't going to talk about it there because I was forgetting, but, you know, Ash reminded me, well done. But we're going to constantly keep saying it. It's a it's a charity that if it's not close to you, it will be close to somebody or the, the circumstances will be close to somebody that you know. And it's something that we're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. We know times are tight, but if you can spare anything towards it, please do share it if you can't, you know, because get, the more visibility it gets across, the more eyes, the more chance of raising that money is. We're looking to raise 10,000 euro. That was our target at the start. And, and it's always, and Gav does these things, right? And he always sets an ambitious target. And with the help of a lot of the people in the chat, listeners of the show, we do smash them targets. Now things happened in the world, made this one a bit harder to achieve, but we're going to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And hopefully we can get to that target. But if anyone can donate, can spread the word, can, you know, the golf day coming up, if there's anything about the golf day, prizes, things, everything like that, just get in contact and we'll be able to do something surely around that. But what's Kev saying? I'll get the Mohawk on the golf day. If we get to 10, 10, there you go. Who doesn't want to see Kevin a Mohawk? So you know that's not. He's, get, um, he's getting a Vidal, he's getting a Vidal, isn't he? If we if we win the quality said. Vidal to soon. Listen, no Vidal Mo Mohawk. On that's on that well. note, if he's if he's getting the tattoos as well. Um, well, let's ask him. <laughs> on that note, we leave it there. Listen, this has been the midweek fix. Hopefully, we've got some uh, celebrating to do tomorrow, and we'll see us all again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.